Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Terry Barber filling in for Jess and Paul Clay on Jesus 911. Tomorrow, Jesse will be back to give us a report about what took place in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I hope that you can hear that uh, tomorrow. We're actually going to be speaking today on the fact that we're going to be talking about spiritual interior silence, 12 steps. Why am I doing that? Well, I just came back from a retreat. And in that retreat, I uh, learned a lot about being quiet because it was a silent retreat. Now I hear myself. I thought it was my headset. Okay. So um, this is what I wanted to share because as people have said, the saints have all said, you need to know how to be quiet. That's why once a year I go on a silent retreat because I talk a lot. Can you tell? Now, knowledge and understanding about the importance of interior silence is incredibly important when it comes to spiritual warfare. Saint Mother Teresa said, God is a friend of silence. His language is silence. I love it. Now, another saint, Saint John of the Cross said, that we need most in order to make progress in the spiritual life is a big bat. Nope. Lots of money? No. He said the most important thing for progress in the spiritual life is to be silent before God. Now, St. Paul VI said the silence of Nazareth should teach us how to meditate in peace and quiet to reflect on the deeply spiritual and to be open to the voice of God. See, all of these saints are telling us that silence is essential. We live in a noisy world. We're going to talk about that. Pope, I should say Pope Benedict XVI, one of my favorite popes of my entire life by far. Yes, he is. Silence is capable of excavating an interior space in our inmost depths so that God can abide there so that his word may remain in us. So love for him may be rooted in our minds and hearts and animate our lives. Man, what that means is, see, all this stuff that's going on in the world, it's, it's a bunch of baloney, right? But if we have this interior silence and we're communicating with God, it's like having a defense mechanism across your body to say, you can't, uh, you can't penetrate me. I'm living in the presence of God. Now, Cardinal Seurat, one of my favorite cardinals, says, silence strengthens our weakness, and arms us with patience. Boy, do I need that. It restores our courage. Silence is the language of love. Nothing in the world is more important than the silence of God. And where do we get that silence? Before the Blessed Sacrament. So here we are talking spiritual warfare, but we're really talking about interior conversion. My own conversion. Now, the angels, remember I always say the unemployment rate for angels is way too high. Put them to work. They communicate their love to us when we are silent and still. So let's try to block and barricade noise from entering our mind and heart and soul. By what? By practicing silence of the tongue. Terry, please do that. I'm preaching to myself first, folks. All of us need to hear this. Speak less and watch what we say. Now, how do we seek this solitude? See, all of us 
You can't be too active. You know, Soul of the Apostle, printed by Tan Books, great book on the apostolic life, first interior conversion. Then it goes out to exterior. So seek solitude. Best place to seek is before the Blessed Sacrament. We're not going to be able to listen to the Lord and the angels if we are surrounded by noise of the world, and I might add also the conversations of others. Even if we take 15 minutes a day, this is a great suggestion for busy moms, busy dads, and just have peace of quiet, communing with our God. Here's another one. Have you heard this term? Silence of the eyes in spiritual warfare? Yeah. We must protect our minds from being infiltrated by impure, immodest, or violent images. We call that the custody of the eyes. You never hear that term much anymore, but it's so true. Therefore, avoid curious looks, excessive use of social media. What I mean by social media excessive is, yeah, we have to look and see what's going on. But we don't have to read the paper or or spend three hours on the internet surfing it. That's a waste of time, okay? Because we can spend that time communing with our Lord. Silence of the body. Here's what Psalm 46 says. Be still and know that I am God. What a great psalm to think about. How about silence of memory? Purify your memory from the remembrance of the past sins. Forgive others and do not hold grudges. Have you heard this one in spiritual warfare? The silence of the imagination. Three practices to purify and calm it. One, adoration of the blessed sacrament. Got to have that. Number two, gazing on holy pictures, paintings, statues, and icons. I've heard Jesse talk about this all the time. Your house should have holy images in it so that we can constantly be living in the presence of God with these holy images. Even in your pocket, reading the Bible, memorizing scripture passages, especially those of Jesus in the gospel. John 6, unless you eat of my body and drink of my blood, you have no life in you. My flesh is real food. My blood is real drink. Think about that during the day. I just received Holy Communion this morning, and I get tonight to do it again. Why? Because we're having a three-night special uh, conference on the angels and Fatima tonight. 6.30 here at the chapel for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. This is, um, what, the 14th of February, 15 and 16. We've got confessions available, great talk, adoration, the rosary. This is how you fulfill your protection for spiritual warfare. Stay close to Jesus. Now, here's one, silence of the mind. Strive every day to know the truth about Jesus Christ. Remember, John 14 says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, while at the same time set barriers and limits to the use of your social media. We've we've talked about that. Here's one that, have you thought about this, Terry? Silence of the will. Yeah, I'm talking to everybody. Strive to do the will of God at all times, places, and circumstances. I'm going to talk a little bit about that if I have more time, about doing God's will in a daily way by fulfilling your daily duties. That's a real good indication of God's will in your life. Silence of judgment. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. Preoccupation with sins and faults of others will be a cause of interior commotion and noise. So yes, we have problems in our church, and we have to acknowledge them, but let's don't dwell on them, because what it does is also pulls us down. 
Oh, the thing. Did you hear what happened in the Vatican today? Did you hear about this? Did you, did you hear about how much Jesus Christ loves you? Because if he stopped loving you, you'd cease to exist. Focus on your spiritual life more than what the problems of the church. Let's face it, everybody. We can make reparation, expiation before our Lord and the Blessed Sacrament for the church. But you're not management. You can't control what the Pope or bishops do other than your prayers for the Holy Father, for the bishops, for the priests. That's what we can do. Now, silence of the angels. What's that about? Well, we should not only imitate their life of constant prayer, but also ask them to purify our minds and strengthen our resolves to achieve interior silence. This is incredibly important when we talk on the spiritual life and the spiritual warfare. I also want to recommend something to you because Jesse talked about it last week when they were going to make that public reparation and atonement for what was going on in Scottsdale, Arizona. The Satanists were consecrating uh, they, to, to the devil and then uh, as Catholics, hundreds of us were out there praying and I know at the retreat house that I was at, between noon and three, we were praying before the Blessed Sacrament, prayers of reparation. This is what they prayed the supplication of the holy angels. This is a little booklet, little pamphlet from the Opus Angelorum. And I'll read a little bit of it because this is how we make reparation. Almighty, eternal, triune God, before we implore your servants, the holy angels, and call upon them for help, we fall on our knees and adore you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be honored and praised for all eternity. And may all angels and men whom you created adore, love, and serve you, O holy, mighty, and immortal God. Pretty powerful prayer. You also, Mary, Queen of the angels, graciously accept the supplications we address to you, your servants. We beg you, mediatrix of all graces and all powerful intercessors, bring these our petitions to the throne of the Most High that we may find grace, salvation, and help. Amen. Now, that's just the opening prayer, folks. Do you see how reparation is made? On your knees, before the Blessed Sacrament. Now, when we come back, I'll continue to talk more about reparation, deliverance prayers, from the Father Chad book here, called Deliverance Prayers for the Use by the Laity. You'll want to get a copy of that if you don't have it. Also, don't forget, on the 7th of May, we have a marriage and family conference here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. Dr. Sandoval will be there, myself and my wife, talking on marriage. We'll be using Cardinal Seurat's book, Bishop Sheen's Three to Get Married, Catechism. It's going to build you up and be and make your marriage even stronger than it is. Or if it does have issues, it should help you there also. We will have a Mass at the end. We'll have confessions before Mass. This is going to be a day, great day of recollection. Check it out by going to vmpr.org. You can sign up right online. When we come back, more with spiritual warfare on the idea of deliverance prayers for our church, for our family, and for those who we love. Terry Barber sitting in for Jesse Romero and Paul Clay. I'll look forward to hearing Jesse back tomorrow. Stay with us, family. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 888- 
1-800-526-2151. Welcome back to Jesus 911. Terry Barber sitting in with a one-man car. Actually, I got one man car with a guardian angel, and I ask him for help every day, and I want to ask you to ask your guardian angel for help. I was just talking about the supplication of the angels prayer. This is what Jesse prayed. He had 500 copies printed up for the week uh, end for their prayer service against the Satanists. And I was showing you and telling you how beautiful this is because uh, it's something that uh, is so important to pray. And if you want to get a copy of it, you can go to their website, opusangelorum.org, or call them at 330-969-9900. All right, here's what we were saying. Uh, Your great holy angels have been given to us by God for our protection and help, right? So we implore you in the name of the triune God, hasten to help us. Check this one out. We implore you in the name of of name of the precious blood of Jesus Christ, hasten to help us. We implore you in all our powerful names, Jesus, hasten to help us. This goes on and on. It's a big litany. And then we have the St. Michael prayer. And then I love the way that the, uh, the pamphlet's set up with all the angels calling on them for reparation for sins. Also, I want to, uh, before I shift gears to the Fatima message on spiritual warfare, I wanted to encourage you, and I know Jesse and the guys have always told people, Get the little book, A Deliverance of Prayers. It's uh, Father Chad Ripperger set this thing up. I want to read a prayer that I pray every single day, and I hope you will too for your family. It says this. It's a prayer of command. In his name and by the power of his cross and blood, I ask Jesus to bind any evil spirits, forces, and powers of the earth, air, fire, or water of another world and of the satanic forces of nature. By the power of the Holy Spirit and by his authority, I ask Jesus Christ to break any curses, hexes, spells, and send them back to where they came from. If it be his holy will, I beseech thee, Lord Jesus, to protect us by pouring thy precious blood on us. And then your family, okay? Our friends, our loved ones, which thou hast shed for us, and ask thee to command thee any departing spirits to leave quietly and without disturbance and go straight to the cross to dispose of thy sea fit. I ask thee to bind any demonic interaction, interplay, communications. And then you place the name of the people, Tom, Jerry, whoever it is. Name the people in your family or loved ones. Name them and then say, under the protection of the blood of Jesus Christ, which he shed for us. Amen. And there are many other prayers in this book. Uh, I love this other, there's the breastplate of St. Patrick. You've prayed that one. But there's a prayer of authority, and I love this one. Lord Jesus Christ, in thy name I ask thee to bind and silence all powers and forces that do not accept thee as thy Lord and King in the air, in the water, in the ground, in the netherworld, the nature, and spiritual world. I ask thee to bind all demonic action and demonic communications. Lord, seal this whole place, all of us here, and all our intentions in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Mary, we ask thee to surround us with thy mantle and protection and crush Satan's power in our lives. St. Michael, the archangel, we ask you and all our guardian angels to 
to defend us in the battle against Satan and the powers of darkness. Amen. You see why this is so important? Now, I'm, not, I'm just going to be direct. Don't you think this is more important than surfing the Internet and more efficacious for your soul in the spiritual warfare? I think so, too, and I'm glad you do, too. Hey, just for your good-to-know file, before I get into a Fatima and the spiritual warfare on Fatima, uh, abortions in Texas fell 60% in the month under the new limits where they have the heartbeat law. So babies are being born because people made an effort to get legislation going uh, to stop the killing of innocent bodies of babies. And I'm sure the prayers of people in Texas have been answered. So I would ask you to continue to pray, especially here in California where our governor does just the opposite. He's inviting people from Texas to come in to, to California and we'll pay for your abortion with my tax dollars. It's very, very disturbing. Very disturbing. So we need to continue to pray. All right. If you have a question, I'm going to ask Mr. Engineer about spiritual warfare uh, and you want to Call in at 888-526-2151. That's 888-526-2151. Before I tell the, uh, get into the Fatima message, I wanted to tell a story of spiritual warfare. The stories always arrest the brain. This took place about five years ago when Jesse was going to move from California to Arizona, and he asked me to help out with a priest in the San Fernando Valley with some spiritual warfare Deliverance prayers. So I said, okay. So I went to the parish, got there a couple hours early. We had our prayers of purification that we prayed before the Blessed Sacrament. And then the victim came in who uh, was, you know, having issues with the spiritual life to a point where he needed a deliverance. And Father went and got the Blessed Sacrament in a big monstrance, and he was blessing this man prayers of deliverance we were praying also well he was having some really uh adverse reactions to the prayers i mean he was grunting and coming up off the air and just you know yelling and shaking and speaking a different language i'd never seen anything like it before and i was like wow this is amazing this stuff's really real i mean in a sense you see it right in front of you you see it on videos but not in person so we prayed, and and um, he kind of like got knocked out with the prayers, and then he woke up, and they took him out around midnight. It was just hours of prayers, and we had our purification prayers that we prayed, and I drove home about sixty, about forty-five miles away to go back to my house. So I shared that with my wife. But here's the kicker, everybody. That next day, I went to my daughter's graduation at uh, Mount Sac in Walnut, California. And I was with my brother. We were walking down the football stadium stairs. Probably six or 7,000 people were there for their graduation. I mean, it's the largest college in California, junior college. And all of a sudden, what happens? I lock eyes with that guy, the victim. He was sitting in the stands, and he started manifesting his grunts and you know, started hollering. I thought, oh my gosh. I kept walking down. I told my brother, let's keep moving. So when I called the priest and I told him that victim came to the event the next day and saw me and he just went nutso. And he said, well, you had gone to confession. You're living in the state of grace. 
he remembered the, the the devil will remember who was there praying and trying to get him uh, you know, exiled from that. And so he uh, you upset the uh, the devil. I said, well, okay, that's what it was. Well, why do I tell you these stories? Because this is real. Spiritual warfare is real. And I, I really think one of the elements before I get into Fatima is something that we've been practicing here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio the, uh, with the Opus Angelorum. We call it the Passio Domine. It's the passion of our Lord. And it's on Thursdays. You remember I always tell people we come and pray before the Blessed Sacrament? There's not a funeral usually. So we go from 7 to 9 and we pray prayers of reparation. Praying for the Holy Father, for the bishops. Why do we do that? Again, this is mimicking Holy Thursday. Remember, on the first Holy Thursday, our Lord went into the garden to pray, signaling the beginning of his divine mission. He said, Father, if it be thy will, take this cup from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Then an angel appeared to him, coming down from heaven, to give him strength. Just as the angel from heaven strengthened and nourished our Lord, the eternal high priest, we gather in the presence of the Holy Eucharist to strengthen and spiritually nourish our priest throughout the intercession of the holy angels. So that's what I would ask you to do on Thursdays. And this Paschal mystery of Jesus Christ lies in the center of our Catholic faith. The Passover of Jesus accomplishes through his suffering and death and resurrection, also lies at the center of our spirituality. So members of the Opus Angelorum, I'm encouraging you, become a member by going to that website I mentioned. Observe a weekly memorial of our Lord's Passion in union with the holy angels of God, beginning every Thursday evening and continuing until Friday afternoon. Members are asked to maintain a certain degree of recollection Reflection of our Lord's Passion. They should spend an hour on Thursday, even if it's just one hour at your church, even at home, dedicating it, because this was when the priesthood was started, the Eucharist, institution of the Eucharist. And according to your possibilities, your state in life, dedicating themselves to prayer and adoration and union with Jesus Christ as he passed through the agony of the garden on the first Holy Thursday and died on the cross on the first Good Friday. So, Every week you try to practice this. Now, just as the angel came to strengthen Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane, so also do we invoke the holy angels to strengthen us in carrying our own crosses. You see the connection? Nevertheless, the observance of the Passio Domine is first and foremost a prayer of intercession for others. During this time, we accompany Christ in his passion. We offer the drops of Jesus' precious blood, which he shed for love of us and for the salvation of the world. We offer his blood in particular for priests and religious, that they may be faithfully fulfilled in their vocation. We ask also to intercede for those priests who have abandoned their vocation, that they will be reconciled to Christ and his church. Tens of thousands of priests have abandoned. We pray for them. We listen to our Lord, speak to our hearts. And we implore the Heavenly Father to allow one drop of his precious blood of Jesus shed in the Garden of Gethsemane to fall on those whom we pray. In our Lord's deepest despair, he found the apostles asleep and asked them, Could you not have stayed 
awake but for one hour? Come then, we invite all of us to gather with our angel in this blessed work and do the same, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Now that's something you can do. And again, if you go to the Opus Angelorum website, uh, dot, it's, it's www.opusangelorum.org or call them at 330-969-9900. They'll get you their little brochure. And, and I, I say tonight, tomorrow and Wednesday, 14th, 15th, and 16th, here at the Sacred Heart Chapel in Covina, starting at 7 or 6.30, I should say, we have Holy Mass, we have Rosary, we have Confessions. We have a, a three days of, of days of recollection to deepen our love for our guardian angel. So join us. I'll be there tonight if I'm breathing. Love to see if you're in Southern California. Come to the Sacred Heart Chapel in downtown Covina, and we'd love to see you there. When we come back, let's talk about Fatima and spiritual warfare. Don't forget our lady said souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make sacrifices. We'll be back with more on Jesus 911. This is Terry Barber filling in for Jess Romero and Paul Clay. Stay with us, family. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 888- Five two six two one five one. Thank you very much, Terry Barber, filling in for Paul Clay and Jesse Romero. And uh, I, I'm hitting you with stuff that I got over the weekend. I was on a silent retreat, and I talked earlier, if you missed it, the first half of the show on the power of silence, the hidden power of silence. And uh, now I'd like to shift gears to the Fatima message. You know, how the angels can help us live the Fatima message and I'll talk about the seven apparitions of the angel of Fatima. Remember, Pope Paul VI said it, Fatima is a reaffirmation of the gospel. Okay, the first three apparitions, the angel of Portugal first appeared to St. Lucy, Sister Lucy, yep. Then, uh, when she was only eight years old, along with her three of her girlfriends, while they were herding sheep sometime in the spring of 1915. What's more is it's significant to note that the angel appeared to the girls just after they had finished praying, what? The rosary. The apparitions is then repeated two more times within a few days. So let's talk about the lesson. The importance of praying the rosary and fulfilling our daily daily duties. So important. The next one. Holy mackerel. The, the, uh, the fourth apparition of Our Lady to the Angel of Portugal, midsummer, 1916. Having approached us, he said, Fear not, I am the Angel of Peace. Pray with me. And kneeling down, check how they prayed. This is a powerful thought. They bowed his countenance to the ground. In other words, he went all the way down to the ground led by the same supernatural impulses, we did the same and repeated the words which we hear him pronounce. My God, I believe, I adore, I trust, and I love you. I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not trust, and do not love you. Having repeated these three words three times, he rose and said, Pray thus, 
So the angel's teaching us how to pray. So when you see people getting down before the Blessed Sacrament all the way down to their ground, that's what they're doing. They're imitating the angel. Thus, the hearts of Jesus and Mary are attentive to the voice of your supplications. Now please note, the words that the angel spoke to the children and their reaction to them are taken from the memoirs of Saint Sister Lucy as published in Fatima in Lucy's own words. Okay, back in 1976. I do have a copy of that. Now, here's another lesson about spiritual warfare we can apply. The importance of praying with our guardian angel. Very important. Now, the fifth apparition of the angel of Portugal, <clears throat> that was the winter of 1916, then suddenly <clears throat> the same angel appeared to us. What are you doing? He asked. Pray, pray a great deal. The hearts of Jesus and Mary have designs of mercy for you. Isn't that beautiful? Offer up, here it is for us, spiritual warfare. Offer up prayers and sacrifices to the Most High. How are we to make sacrifices, I asked. It's a good question to ask. Here it comes, folks. This is the answer. Make everything you do a sacrifice and offer it as this act of reparation for the sins by which he is offended and in the supplication for the conversion of poor sinners. Bring peace to your country in this way. Hey, let's bring peace to our country in this way. And he says, I am its guardian angel. See, every country has a guardian angel. This is the angel of Portugal. I bet you haven't thought about asking the guardian angel of the United States to pray with you. You can. Above all, accept and bear with submission the suffering sent to you by our Lord. That says, easy said, hard to do, isn't it, folks? Yep, these words make a deep impression on our minds, like making us understand who God is, how he loves us and desires to be loved as well as the value of sacrifice, how pleasing it is to him and how on the account of it he grants the grace of conversion to sinners. There you go, folks. Prices have to be paid. We've got to make reparation for the sinners. For this reason, from the moment on, we begin to offer up all our mortifications, never seeking other ways of mortification of penance, except for remaining for hours with our foreheads touching the ground, repeating the prayer the angel had taught us. So how do we make reparation? Make everything a sacrifice. Yeah, offer it to God. Everything, your life. Now, here's a lesson. Our guardian angel can give us the light and strength that we need not only to pray reverently and devote, devoutly, but also to make a sacrifice and to do penance. Have you ever sent your angel to Mass for you when you can't get to Mass because you're sick? That's a good practice. Do it. Now, the sixth apparition of the angel of Portugal. Remember, Portugal was being run by Freemasonry. The church was under persecution for 150 years. 
Yeah. And who comes to the rescue? Our lady, the angels. So October, towards the end of September, 1916, the angel appeared holding in his hands a chalice surmounted by a host. You've seen that image, right, folks? I'm sure you have. From which some drops of blood were falling into the chalice, leaving the chalice and the host suspended in the air. He prostrated himself on the ground and repeated the following prayers three times. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ present in all the tabernacles of the world in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and differences by which he is offered and through his infinite merits of his most sacred heart and of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. I beg conversion for the poor sinners. Folks, that's what you pray when you're at a parish that's doing sacrilegious with the liturgy. Get down on your knees. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. Pray those Fatima prayers of reparation. That's our response. Not so much to complain, but make restitution. Then, rising, the angel took the chalice and the host. You could say he was the first extraordinary minister of the Eucharist. <laughs> he gave the host to me and the contents of the chalice to Asenta and Francisco, saying at the same time, Take and drink the body, blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, horribly outraged by ungrateful men. Repair their crimes. Console your God. Impelled by the supernatural force which you surrounded us, we imitate all the angels have done, prostrating ourselves on the ground and repeating the prayer he said, so intensely did we feel the presence of God that we were completely overwhelmed and absorbed by it. This is so important, folks. You think things were bad in 1916, you know, with, with doing prayers of reparation. Look what's happened with pornography, abortion. So, much things, so many things have gone even worse. So we really need to step it up in our prayers because I'm convinced that's one of the reasons the devil is doing so well is because people aren't saying their prayers. They're not receiving the sacraments. Father Chad Ripperker mentioned that over and over. Now here's a lesson. By imitating our guardian angel, we can learn how to make reparation for the sacrilegious sins committed against the Eucharist. Come on. You know, folks, I'll give you a story. I was only 20 years old. I was at Notre Dame. I was at the monastery of Marytown, and we went to this youth day. And I was so blown away because there were about 10,000 young people there. And after the Mass, they didn't even, there were particles of the Blessed Sacrament all over the place on the altar there. Nobody purified chalices or saborias. I mean, it was like they didn't care. And it was the first time I saw it on a real lar large level of sacrilege. Well, the brother Francis Mary was with us. He said, let's pray these prayers of Fatima. Get down on your knees. Start praying. That's what we can do. 
And I learned that 40 some years ago. And I have to tell you, when I see things where there's sacrilegious for the Holy Communion, for the Eucharist, I just pray the Fatima prayers. Because that's what our angel has asked us to do. And I'd ask you to do the same thing. Now when we come back, I'm going to talk about the seventh apparition of the angel and the third secret of Fatima. You're listening to Jesus 911. I'm not Jesse Romero. I'm not Paul Clay. I'm not Ruben Nava. I'm Terry Barber. I'm the pinch hitter. When everybody can't do a show, guess who they call? This bald-headed old man. And I'm happy because every breath I take, I want to share with you for my love for Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. That's why we started Virgin Most Powerful Radio four, and a half, four years ago, to help share the gospel. Don't forget, May 7th, we have a marriage and family conference here at the chapel. Dr. Louis Sandoval will be there. My wife, Mary, and I will be there. We're going to be covering marriage, how to build your marriage. We're going to be really talking about couples awaken your love for each other. Father, we'll have Cardinal Seurat's book. We'll have Bishop Sheen's Three to Get Married. We're going to take the best of all the catechism, scripture, and hopefully inspire you so you can go to confession that day, receive Holy Communion, and have some thoughtful thoughts about how to build your marriage stronger and stronger in a world that acts like God doesn't exist. You're listening to Jesus 911. We come back, let's talk about that third secret of Fatima and the seventh apparition of the angel here on Jesus 911 on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Wow, Terry Barber filling in for Jess Romero. Today's a day I get to answer phones and do everything because some people were out for the day, and I love being a pinch hitter with my guardian angel. We'll get it done. Hey, I gave you a tease. I talked about the seventh apparition of the angel and the third secret of Fatima. This is July 13th, 1917. We saw an angel with a flaming sword in his left hand, flashing it and gave, gave it out flames that looked as though they would set the world on fire. Can you imagine that? Wow. But they died out in contact with the splendor of that Our Lady radiated towards him from her right hand. Then pointing to the earth with his right hand, the angel cried out in a loud voice, Penance! 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 Wow. And we saw also in the immense light that is God, something similar to how people appear in a mirror when they pass in front of it. A bishop dressed in white, we had the impression that he was the Holy Father. What's more, we saw other bishops, priests, men and women religious, going up a steep mountain at the top of which there was a big cross, a rough-hued trunk as of cork tree before reaching where the Holy Father passed through a big city, half in ruins, half trembling and halting steps, afflicted with pain and sorrow. Sounds like a nuclear bomb hit it. He prayed for the souls of the corpse he met on his way. Having reached the top of the mountain, on his knees at the foot of the cross, he began, he was killing by a group of soldiers, killed by a group of soldiers who fired bullets and arrows at him. And in the same way, they died one after another. The other bishops, priests, and women religious and various lay people of different ranks, positions, 
who were walking up the mountain. Beneath the two arms of the cross, on top of the mountain, there were two angels, each with crystal uh, aspirins in his hand, in which they gathered up the blood of the martyrs, and with it sprinkled the souls that were making their way to God. Isn't this amazing description? For the text of the message is taken from the official version published by the Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith back in June of 2000. The lesson, the angels would distribute graces and blessings to persecuted Christians. Now, I believe that third secret of Fatima is an apostasy of faith, and it seems that we're experiencing that in my humble opinion. That's my take on the third secret. Now, I want to leave you on a good thing about knowing the will of God because this is the way we get to heaven. We cannot enter heaven unless we strive to do it. We will, be deter we will determine our level of happiness and holiness both in this life and the next. So listen up. It will lead us to a close union with our guardian angel. I want you to get to heaven. I want to get to heaven. Now, the Bible, following scripture passage of a particular importance, this is what we got to say on the fundamentals, the Ten Commandments, the Sermon of the Mount, the first and greatest commandment, right? You shall love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And then I'm summarizing it. The golden rule, remember what that says? Do unto others what you would have them do to you. Matthew chapter 7. The new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. These are the fundamental scripture verses we should really focus on. The evangelical counsels of practicing poverty, chastity, and obedience according to our state in life in accordance with those examples and teachings of Jesus in the Gospels. Now, the teachings of the church look to the decisions of the churches of the councils, the catechism, encyclicals of the pope, the documents of the bishops, right, when it's in accordance with Catholic tradition. You notice I, I said that documents of bishops' conferences when in accordance with, when they were at the perennial teachings of the church. Now, uh, persons of, of authority, all right? We have legislation, duly elected government officials, supervisors at work, teachers, and parents. Conscience, this is an important one. The law of God has been inscribed upon your heart, that's Romans 2.15, and written not in ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, and not on tablets of stone, but on the tablets that are in the heart of your flesh. Second book of Corinthians, chapter 3. Last thing I'm going to say, 12 ways to discern the permissive will of God. Make the resolution always to do the will of God. Every day, Lord, I want to do your will. I want to do your will, not my will. Pray to your guardian angel every day. Now, these are the, these are the things you need to do, 12, 12 of them. Spend time in silence before the Blessed Sacrament sometime during the day. If you can't stay, do it at home. But churches are close by for most of our listeners. Seek spiritual direction. And when you speak spiritual, seek it. Go to someone who has suffered much. Number five, seek the advice of a good friend or a wise or holy person. Number six, do spiritual reading. This includes the Bible, the lives of the saints, you know, encyclicals. This is something you need to be reading, not so much the newspaper. Got it? Live in the present moment by using the dewdrop method of Mother Angelica, right? Living in the presence of God is the key to the spiritual life. Avoid anxiety when discerning little things. 
So many times we're, oh, what am I? Should I just try to turn left or should I turn right? Should I have? Should I make, um, you know, spaghetti tonight or should we have pork chops? Just do it. Don't fret about it. Avoid experience peace after making a decision. Something that I've learned when you when I make a decision, I run with it. Don't look back. This is really good advice for people who have, you know, anxiety about life. And this is one that's good for me. Be patient. I'm not the most patient guy. I need more patience. And of course, trust in God. I think one of the biggest problems in the church today in the world is people don't think God can handle their situation. So they're trying to do it themselves. Wrong! Don't do that. And deepen and strengthen your friendship with our Lord every day, asking Jesus Christ for more faith every single day. That is something that I tell everybody, and then I'm going to say this because we have the marriage and family conference coming up on May 7th here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. It's an all-day seminar. We've got mass, confession, pray the rosary together, have some good talks. If you can't make it, we're going to record it. But here's my thought. Every marriage, Bishop Sheen says in Three to Get Married, that you should renew your marriage vows regularly. Don't wait for your 25th or 50th wedding anniversary. Because Bishop Sheen said it this way, folks. Your love for your wife will not last because you are strong. Your love for your husband won't last for the same reason. Because you're strong. No, it's because you have the power to renew it. Renew it. Today's Valentine's Day. You know, somebody, my, my daughter, I went out, um, what did I go? I went kayaking with her and she said to me, Daddy, I told my friends at work that you get me roses and my sister every Valentine's Day, Mama, also, and uh, flowers every day, every uh, Valentine's Day. And I, there's, the problem, the point I'm making is this is just one way of saying we love you. And so by renewing your marriage vows, it's another powerful way to say, I take you, Mary Danielle, to be my lawful wedded wife from this day forward, for better or for worse, richer or poorer, sickness and health, to death do us part. And if she was here, she'll be here on the Terry and Jesse show with me, so you might want to watch that after Gary Machuda's show. Uh, My point is this. You bond with your wife or husband by renewing that. Bishop Sheen got it right in his book, Three to Get Married. And you know what? St. John Paul II said in 1994 with his letter to the families, the way the family goes is the way the culture goes. Strong family, strong culture. So spiritual warfare with Jesus 911. Here we are. We need to make reparation for the sacrileges that are going on in the church. Maybe you're not responsible for what happened at Mass or not, you know, what think people compromising on the faith. But you can respond with your prayers and sacrifices. And everybody can do that from someone who's four years old or 104. It covers everyone. Think about right now, folks. In the hospitals today, right now, people that are going to be dying. Can we say prayers for the dying? Absolutely. Every day when we pray our rosary, make a little offering for those people who are going to die today. How many of them are watching I Love Lucy movies or shows on the TV when they're going to be meeting God and when they could be offering up all that suffering in union with the sufferings of Christ to help redeem the world? It's wasted pain. Don't you be there with wasted pain. Make every action a value. Remember Bishop Sheen said, every action is like a blank check. If Christ's name is on it, it has infinite value. 
How do you get infinite value? By offering everything you do to God. This is why you ask your angel to participate in this. And remember the angel's Eucharistic prayer. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world in reparation for the sacrilegious and indifference in which he himself is offended and through the infinite merits of his most sacred heart. I beg the Immaculate Heart of Mary and for the conversion of poor sinners. Say it three times. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. And I ask pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, and do not hope, and do not love you. These are prayers that spiritual warfare are being said every day. And this is how we're fighting the war. That's what Jesse's going to come back tomorrow and tell us about. They were firing away with spiritual warfare prayers. Fighting Satan right there in the city of Scottsdale. And other people around the whole world were praying prayers for that event. I'm sure it played a huge effect on the folks there at uh, Scottsdale, California. Jesse will be back tomorrow. Everybody be back. I've got my Bishop Strickland hour. Don't forget every Tuesday we have that. We have the Bible with the Barbers on Fridays after the Terry and Jesse show. My wife Mary will join me today on the Terry and Jesse show. And boy, are we going to be talking about some things that I think will affect you and your life in a real positive way uh, here on the Terry and Jesse show. I want to thank all of you who have made it so special because of your monthly donations helping us. You go to vmpr.org. If you're a $25 a month person, you get uh, all kinds of goodies from us, from Scott Hahn, Bishop Sheen, Grant Petrie. We've been recording things for decades, and they're all for you. They come as a download link every, every month. And to become a monthly donor, go to vmpr.org and check us out. I hear the music. That means Gary Machuda will be up in another minute or two. I want to thank you for your patience. I hope and pray that the things we talked about on reparation and on prayer and on the 12 steps for interior silence will help you commune deeper with Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. So remember, silence is the way, uh, is the friend, is God's friend. Remember what John of the Cross said. I'll leave you on that. He said what we need most in order to progress in the spiritual life is to be silent before God. And that's the key to our spiritual life. I just came back from the retreat, so I'm fired up about silence. All right. I want to thank you and enjoy doing the TV show next on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. May God richly bless you and your family.